0: It is my great pleasure to formally introduce the new head coach of the Florida Gators, Billy Napier.
1: Scared money don't make money, you know?
0: We've got a goal here uh, to play a brand of football that creates a great sense of pride. It takes 11 people doing their job. We get to decide our future. Hey there, Gator fans. Welcome to Building Back the Gators. We are having a ball bringing this to you. It's hard to believe we're in August. We're about a month away from the start of the regular season. I want to thank our sponsor, the personal injury law firm of Harrell & Harrell, Holt & Julie, such fantastic people. I've known them since high school. Uh, Jacksonville people th- through and through a Jacksonville firm. Through and through, you couldn't be in better hands. Uh, they're going to take good care of you. Big enough to take on anybody, small enough that they're going to know who you are and they're going to build that relationship with you. Hopefully, you won't need them, but if you're ever injured, call Harold and Harold at two five one one one. Well, we've got an exciting episode today. The Gators have been sizzling hot on the recruiting trail, coming off of Friday Night Lights, and I want to talk to somebody who was down there covering it, somebody who has really done an outstanding job distinguishing himself covering the Gators, and that's David Waters, who does such a great job on Gators Breakdown, his podcast. Here's our interview with David Waters. All right, we are so pleased to be joined with David Waters, who does such an incredible job with his Gators Breakdown podcast. Gator fans, if you aren't, I know you are, but if you're not listening to this, uh, you've got to find it. Uh, again, David does such a great job, and, and he, he is so reactive. If something happens, man, there, there's something up from Gators Breakdown. It's fantastic, uh, and I know he's developed uh, an amazing following. David, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it.
1: Uh, thank you for having me,
0: well, let's just uh, jump right into it, man. I know uh, I, I'm a lifelong Gator. I, I know you are as well. I, I really think that that we've got something here in Billy Napier, David. What What are your initial thoughts on on Billy and and the job that he's done to this point?
1: Uh, yeah, Hayes, I, I, I do lean that way too, and I and I felt that way before, kind of getting ingrained a little bit before Friday Night Lights. Uh, you know, the the camp that was last week, and then just being around it being around the staff being around some people who are even a little bit closer to the staff than I am uh, but having conversations with the staff having conversations with those people you you really see there is a plan behind the scenes and uh, I've heard about it and heard about it and heard about it but then being able to see it firsthand being being getting closer and closer to it as we get a reputation with the staff and who the you know who who can they trust with information who who can they trust um, media-wise, even even deeper than that if you want to go there too sure uh, and I think you can really see that there is a there's a plan in place uh, and, and they care about what they're doing they care about the players they care about each other uh, they built this audience have to feel that same way as well so you could when you see it in action like i got to see it at Friday night lights you you really that that belief that you have, it really gets stamped home uh when when you see it that close in person.
0: David, what were some things that stood out to you from your uh, your tremendous coverage of Friday Night Lights?
1: Yeah, um well, one thing is the the relationship between you know, recruiting is always a hot topic and it got maybe downtrodden a little too early, <laughs> but you know, heading into these summer months. Uh, you know, it, it picked up a little bit. And then you could kind of feel that energy. Your Florida got a, a slew of commitments around the end of July and around Friday Night Lights, but you could kind of feel that energy bleed over uh, into Friday Night Lights. And there was a, just a lot of, uh, recruits that were there and their relationship with the with, with the staff, but also yeah, I kind of noticed it was a lot of the parents and, and parents of the recruits as well calling out the coaches and you know hollering at them as far as to tell them hey and make sure they 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 interacted with the with the coaches and the, and the coaches. I mean I remember um, uh, Jay Jay Bateman was the, the linebacker coach for Florida. As soon as Friday Night Lights is over, he walks right by, by by me and he goes to sit down in the stands with a player and his family and has like a 10 minute conversation right there in the stands. You know, there's hundreds of people around him, but he wants to make that interaction and, and get that uh, feel of the family, let the family get the feel of him. Uh, it was just those little things that I kept picking up on, of, uh, just kind of the interaction between the parents, uh, the recruits, and to the coaches themselves. And, you know, talking to some people there, it's like that might be the top aspect of this coaching staff in, in the recruiting world is how the parents feel about him.
0: Yeah, no question about it. And this is jumping way ahead, I, you know, and but that also pays dividends look they they're only going to get 12% of the guys they go after you know something <laughs> if they get 12% they're doing really well particularly when their funnel is as full as it is with blue chip prospects cuz it's as full as it's ever been uh, i think probably since urban was there and 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 i want to get your thoughts on that but and again, not to jump ahead too far But those relationships are also so crucial because you're not – the majority of these prospects are going to go somewhere else, even if you have an outstanding class. But a lot of them are going to – you're going to have another chance because a lot of these guys, as we see, are going to utilize that portal. And so that's another area where I think the way Billy Napier goes about it, it's not just being strong in recruiting – but also being able, when these guys do go uh, to a, another school for a year and then maybe want to look elsewhere, having that prior relationship is going to, I think, really help Florida as well be one of the stronger teams in the portal.
1: Yeah, I do think Florida can maybe you know, get rebound in, in the portal from maybe guys they do miss out on. But hey, I'll take that even further too. Even some of the current players, I mean, you go back to spring practice and we were hearing, hey, Florida's going to be very active in the transfer portal. There's, and we expect a lot of transfer from this Florida team. Not that many guys transferred. Yeah, uh, and I I do think that might have something to do with what Billy Napier is building. These players see that, and it is a whole different culture than what they came in and what they came in with with Dan Mullen. And I think they want to stick around. I think that may have caught. Uh, some people by surprise, maybe even the coaching staff by surprise a bit of how many, you know, kids that they, that, that wanted to stick around the program. Uh, is it, is it tough? Is it hard? Yeah. But I do think they see the method to the madness, uh, that, that, you know, to, to, to probably put it that way of those guys wanting to stick with Billy Napier and, and this team. So uh, I remember hearing, you know, three, four, five names that, okay, there's no way those guys would be on the team after spring. And I think only one of those guys ended up transferring. So it's uh, I do think you know the culture is going to go a long way. And look, I, I know that's a very popular saying. When there's a coaching change, it always is. Uh, but you know, there, there's a reason a change needs to be made. There is a different culture there, uh, and we'll we'll see how it how it pays off for Florida. But you can see uh, the foundation being built, and I do think it will pay off down the road. Whether it be guys sticking with this team for a while and not hitting the transfer portal, and maybe down the road as well, of uh, guys who went somewhere else that maybe. Had Florida second or third in their recruitment, but seeing how things are being built and they come back around,
0: yeah. And that's a great point about the lack of attrition, uh, coming out of spring ball. And, uh, you know, I, and, and again, the I, I just can't believe David, how in such a short amount of time Florida has gone from being a program that blue chips, the really high level blue chips, really never even considered, didn't really visit. I uh, didn't seem like we're a big priority, and and Florida got to a point where it, it felt like it under Mullen that they they were rarely even a hat on the table for uh, an elite prospect. And Napier has just, I mean, it, it's just night and day. I mean, it's it feels like almost every blue chip prospect in the southeast is at least giving Florida a chance. And again, we know he's not going to get everybody. He's not going to get close to everybody. No, Nick Saban and Kirby Smart don't get close to everybody. But if he can hit at a high enough batting average, they're going to have an outstanding class. And I think now you're starting to uh, you know, see some of the, the benefits of that. But have you been at all surprised, or, or what are your thoughts on the job Billy Napier and his staff have done of at least getting these four stars and five stars to come to campus and give them a chance?
1: Yeah, hey, Going back to one of your points, you miss you miss recruiting a lot more than you hit. You know, you sign about twenty five kids a class. You know, and there's thousands of prospects out there, and hundreds of offers go out. Uh, so yeah, you miss a lot more than you hit. And hey, I do think a lot of it. If you want to go back and look at it, we got to remember Billy Naker came from Louisiana, in the Sun Belt. Uh, his reputation of being in the SEC dates back to Alabama, and that was what six, seven, eight years ago. Uh, So it's been a while since he's been around prospects at this level. He wasn't recruiting the state of Florida at Louisiana. Louisiana. He wasn't recruiting four stars and five stars at Louisiana. So he was basically working from the ground level. He was working from zero in creating these relationships with the state of Florida prospects and the four and five stars around the southeast and in the state of Florida. And that takes time. I know we all want it to be fast, and we all want instant react, you know, instant fix here. Uh, but it wasn't going to be that. I know a lot of people want to put a barometer or where teams rank at the end of recruiting rankings and stuff, but you know, to to ask Billy Nathan to come in and you know, within a year, go out recruit Nick Saban and Kirby Smart and Jimbo Fisher and, and Lincoln Riley at USC, and you know, the, the Mario Cristobal, a great recruiter, going to Miami, you know, to kind of put that expectation I thought was a little too much. Now, Florida should always recruit top tennis range uh, just because you're at Florida. But to go to that top five range is a little too far. But I do think now we're seeing as these summer months go on, and there's been months and months of relationship, we're starting to see it pay off. And I know a lot of people want to point to the bump class and the instant success that brings you in the SEC well, there's a lot of factors now, you know, there's NIL and there's transfer portal. You know, we might have to reset the timeline a little bit and give Billy Maker a little bit more time to recruit, get these relationships that he's had to build from the ground level. And maybe that pays off in that twenty twenty four class if you're looking for that elite, you know, top three, top five class.
0: Yeah, those are great points. And and David, I know you're in the trenches when it comes to recruiting. Uh the gators are sizzling right now. Do you anticipate there being more additions uh you know coming up before we get into the the school year where where do you kind of see things headed with this recruiting class for florida
1: uh hey i do I, I think it continues for the gators in the next you know week couple of weeks here uh kind of maybe some of the uh, uh effect of Friday night lights and getting players on campus one more time before the season starts, but also uh, just, you know, hitting home one more time with these big prospects of, of getting caught up in what just happened, what we just saw at the end of July. know, I mean, Florida's, you start looking out there their national storylines and they start to catch on a little bit. Hey, Florida's down their footing in recruiting, and I think that's going to start turning some a little more eyeballs uh, towards Florida, and I do think there's some targets out there. I know we're all waiting for Carmody McLean, the big five-star defensive back out there. I don't know when he'll make his decision, but uh, still one. You know, Florida's really got a hit on. That's why you went and got a coach like Cor- uh, Corey Raymond from LSU. Uh, but you look for Florida to really hit that defensive line uh, hard coming up. Kelby Collins, it looks like Florida, Alabama battle. looks like Florida actually may be in really good shape there. Uh, Will Norman from IMG, Florida striking IMG again, a place they never hit until Billy Napier came along uh, as the head coach at Florida. And, um, uh, also you start looking at Dijon Johnson commit decommitted from Ohio state last week, a cornerback top 100 cornerback that Florida's in on as well, uh, kind of maybe flipping at any time now, if you want to start looking at another prospect that Florida can get in on. So yeah, I, uh, I do, I don't think it's slowing down anytime for Florida.
0: Yeah. That's, that's certainly exciting to hear. David, what are your expectations for the Gators this season?
1: Yeah, <laughs> Hey, that, that early early part of the season, you know, you got Utah, Kentucky back to back, and we're going to learn really fast uh, what, what this team is. But I'm so high on Anthony Richardson to maybe take you know, some of the lift off of some of the you know, perceived weaknesses uh, on this team. You know, uh, Florida for all the experience they have on the offensive line, can they be a more consistent offensive line? For the other side of the ball, in the defensive line in the trenches, Dervon Dexter is about the only proven player that can play middle, maybe even edge. Uh, for this Florida Gator defensive line, but who else is going to step up on that defensive line? He's about the only proven playmaker Florida has right there. Uh, I think Florida's pretty experienced and talented everywhere else on the field, uh, but in the trenches where you have to win in the SEC and where we're going to find out, quickly against Utah and Kentucky where those trenches are for Florida. But I do think Anthony Richardson is going to be that special of a player, you know, to, to kind of help, uh, you know, make up for that difference where, where where those perceived weaknesses are. So, hey, I still got Florida second in the SEC East. Uh, I, I'm i not a big believer in Will Levis at, at, at Kentucky. I don't think he's going to have a whole lot of th- success out, you know, with Wanda Robinson gone. Tennessee's got to prove they can beat Florida before I can go right. that route. Yeah. And, and, and you know, say they're going to be second to East. I still think Anthony Richardson's going to be that special player at the quarterback position for Florida, and is going to elevate the whole team around him.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I'm. I can't wait to watch Richardson play in that first game, David. I mean, what what a statement the Gators have a chance to make. And and you got to figure there's going to be so many you know prospects on campus when Utah rolls in. Uh, what an environment that's going to be, and uh, it's 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 fun to imagine what it'll be like if the Gators are able to get a, a win over the Utes and uh, the electricity that would be in the stadium that night.
1: Oh, absolutely! You know everybody's looking forward and uh, circling that one because one, you know, it's a, it's a team sport that never plays. Uh, And there's always the Urban Meyer connection with Utah as well. And, uh, you know, (laughs) Whittingham's been there since Urban Meyer left. (laughs) Same head coach uh, that won one those sidelines there. But yes, a big top 10 matchup for the Gators in doing April's first game. And look, Florida had the element of surprise a bit. I don't think, I don't think a lot of people are going to know what to expect when Anthony Richardson trots out there at quarterback and, and, and know what this offense is going to look like. It's going to be different. He can open up the offense a bit more than he could at Louisiana because of the quarterback position. But he's still so deep at the running back position. And as I mentioned, there's a lot of experience up front. Uh, so I think Florida's going to have the element of surprise going in. And early on in that game, I'm throwing the kitchen sink at Utah and make, make them have to try and catch up. And when it's going to be hot, and it's going to be you know 80, 90 degrees, even though the game's at night, you know if you can own slot early because of the element of surprise you have, and make Utah fight back from behind, you know, I think that sets up t- t- well for Florida. So I think you know these next four weeks uh, as camp goes on, maybe they can pick up right where they left off in spring, and when that that first game comes along, hit the ground running, uh, get the top 10 opponent
0: yeah I agree I can't wait it's gonna be a lot of fun David thank you so much David Waters Gators Breakdown you gotta check it out Gator fans I know uh, many of you are and enjoying it and David you do such a great job man thank you so much for your time can't wait to see you in Gainesville and hopefully for some big Gator victories
1: sounds good thank you Hayes.
0: Alright, perfect. We really appreciate David's time and uh, we'll, we'll try to uh, continue to catch up with him uh, as uh, the Gators, hopefully to his uh, prediction, continue to be really hot on the recruiting trail. That's going to do it for us. I want to thank Graham Marsh uh, for his help as always. Uh, we will look forward to coming back next week on another edition of Building Back the Gators. Also want to thank the personal injury law firm of Harrell & Harrell. Look, they're, they're who you want to be with okay? They, they're big enough, they can take on anybody. Big insurance companies, they can do that, but they're small enough. They're a Jacksonville firm. Uh, I, I've known Holt and Julie Harrell since our days in high school. They're great people. Uh, hopefully you won't need them, but if you or a loved one have been hurt, uh, give Harrell and Harrell a call at 251-1111. Alright, until next week, I'm Hayes Carline. Thank you for listening and watching Building Back the Gators.